Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is the importance of developing your personnel. I have the perfect expert to speak about this important, critical topic, and that's Peter Benjamin. He is president of the American Credit Union Mortgage Association. Prior to that, he was with Lafayette Federal Credit Union, Navy Federal Credit Union, and Capital One. Hi, Peter. Hey, Pat. How are you? Thanks for having me. This is a great topic. It's close to my heart, so I'm thrilled that you're going to talk about it because you've seen it in all different types of situations. But before we hop to that topic, let's talk about how did you get into mortgage banking? For me, it, it was you know, the classic happenstance story where you know my best friend from second grade, you know, he, he just honestly he invited me to come look at his company. We went out to lunch, and before I knew it, you know, the that lunch turned into what I would consider a lunch meeting, and it ended up being at the end of the hour long lunch was, hey, this is where you're going to be sitting. And I didn't realize I was interviewing. It, it was really just, hey, let's come have lunch, let's have fun, let's catch up. Again, best friends in second grade, and before I knew it, I was I was being shown to my desk. <laughs> That's a great story. But talk about your current challenges in your current position. I know that you've just taken over uh, with the association. Talk about what you kind of see is important. Right now, it's, it's it's really just I am so focused on reestablishing who Acuma is, and you know we are a first class organization that has, you know, for the past 26, you know, almost 30 years have been focused on educating and and really bringing a, a strong format that allows credit union mortgage professionals to collaborate. And, and right now it's about that, that membership growth, continuing that education, continuing that collaboration with the, with the hopes that our credit union members will just increase their market share in our in the mortgage industry. Well, I can attest I've been at a zillion conferences in my time, and I believe your conference is the best conference in mortgage banking by well, far. You. So thank I have you. to say it's a terrific conference that's done annually. So I would say for everybody to check it out. Um, talk about in the bigger picture, not just from the credit union view, but from the standpoint of looking at the trends in mortgage lending. Talk about what you see. It's a loaded question. It's a big question, right? It, it's for us, you know, we're really watching and looking at, you know, increasing purchase business. And I think that's going to be a hot topic, you know, for, for years to come, you know, the, the, the move away from refinances and the focus on purchase, you know, but one of the biggest things that we keep talking about, and we just did it yesterday in, in one of our lightning round webinars is the push for affordable and equitable housing. You know, this is interesting because, you know, here I am, you know, the, the president of Acuma, and, you know, this is something that credit unions have always done. This is what we were founded on. This is why we are here, you know, to provide affordable and equitable housing for the communities we serve. And, you know, we're, we're watching it. You know, we're, we're trying to help our members find better ways to provide programs that allow for growth, and I guess, with this initiative. And, Right now, that, that's probably the biggest thing I'm seeing. At the same time, we're, we're also watching you know, what's happening with, obviously, Ukraine and how that impacts our economy. We're watching various things that are happening with on appraisal compliance, uh, you know, the UDAP stuff that's recently popped up. I mean, there is a lot of stuff that we are just paying attention to 
and, and just hoping and that that in some way that it doesn't really impact us too bad. But I mean, you never know, right? And it's you never bet on futures. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. The, you know, obviously external events impact our business dramatically, even across the world, that's for sure. So when you look at staying current, and you've been in mortgage banking for a long time in all kinds of different, not just the credit union space, but also on the the independent lender space. So talk about how do you stay current? Because everything changes like in a dime for sure. <laughs> you know, me personally, it's, it's you know, probably the first two hours of the day is spent reading, you know, various articles, you know, watching the news, listening to the news, podcasts like this. I mean, it's, if I'm not dedicating at least two hours at a minimum to, to understanding what's happening in our industry, you know, I'm just going to fall behind. And there's just, there's so much great content out there, like, like your podcast that I have to leverage it. That's, that's all I do is just leverage this type of, of information with the hopes that I can relay it to to, to our members. At the same time, we have excellent partners that provide us with a whole bunch of good information. Our head of you know public policy, he is boots on the ground when it comes to updates from the Hill. So I've got some really good people around me and hope, hoping that's enough. Well, I, I agree with that. And in fact, actually, when I'm doing training classes, one of the things I talk about is that I spend my day just like you do in the morning where I'm catching up. And, you know, you and I, we've been in this business a long time, but it's a discipline you have to do every day. And it's interesting to me that people think that you can be successful without doing that. So you've made really a great point. So, Peter, let's talk about our main topic, which is dear to my heart, for sure. It's the importance of developing your personnel. Talk about your thoughts on that, and uh, I'd love to hear them. This is what the our association does. It, it, it's education. And we do our best to bring and provide education to everyone in the credit union mortgage industry. You know, for me, you know, I, I was lucky, I guess, you know, starting off in my, my young career where the leaders that I report to felt it important to give me access to education, whether it's through attending conferences or whether it was through online uh, webinars. You know, I was one of the fortunate that had access to in, in my young career, even as a, you know, a, a starting off processor. You know, so for me, what I, what I see is, you know, there, there's this pivotal moment when, you know, that there's the right amount of volume, the right amount of work where training seems to be, you know, the focus throughout our industry. But at the same time, when business picks up, training is kind of put to the wayside because you're, you're focusing on the business. And then, of course, when, when, when business drops off and like what we're seeing right now with the, you know, the refi boom going really, really ending and going away and refinances just aren't there anymore. What's the first thing cut, Pat? I mean, it, it's, it's training, right? <laughs> that's, that's a sad truth. Yeah. Um, well, I live that every day, so I, I actually know that, that's for sure, which leads me to the complaint that I hear, or maybe one of the concerns, is that if I train them, believe me. Talk about that yeah. one. You know, that, that, that's, that's a, you know, the classic, you know, saying, right? You know, and the response always to that is, you know, well, what if, what if we don't train them and they stay, right? That, that's, right. That, that's, that's the easy, simple response. You know, the, the, the thing is, is that, we're, we're seeing this now. It's we have to evolve. We we have to continue to change. And you know that that evolution, are whether it's it's personal or professional or whether it is you know organizationally, we we have to look to evolve. I mean, in the easy example for this is you know refinance the purchase, right? I can't tell you about how many loan officers I talked to, how many 
MI reps I, 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 I've met with were saying, you know, we have loan officers out there. We have people out there who have forgotten how to, to fundamentally sell and originate purchases. Right. And you know, it's part of that, you know, goes back to, you know, the constant and continued training, right? I mean, that, that's really it. We, we have to do it. We, we are seeing a, a, a fundamental shift in the, in the mortgage industry away from refinances to purchases and to continue to be like that. And the only way we, we can bring in or, or, or increase that purchase business, and again, this is just an easy example, is training. And, but also not just training on how to originate, but where to get that business, how to get that business. That, you know, we could just keep going down that, that road, right? So talk about, and this is one of the things that I see, especially I see it on the credit union space, not as much in the independent mortgage space, but a lot of conversations always about, well, it's not in the budget this year. Talk to, talk about that and where that comes from and why why does that seem to be always one of the comments that are made? You know, that's, that's a tough question. And, you know, for me, when I look back, you know, throughout my career where I actually was in control over my budget, I would often be, be you know, that was a response I was often given from, you know, the, the people I reported to. For me, it is, you know, the investment that you have to make that that additional training will lead to, to more volume. You know, a better trained and well-armed staff will provide that, you know, handful of loans that offsets that cost. Right. Um, you know, it, it, you have to look at that as a long-term investment in your people, but also the long-term investment in your organization. And focusing on what what Acuma does, you know, we, although you know, yes, we are a a credit union mortgage association where we we really only help credit union mortgage professionals. You know, but we have purposely and strategically established a price point where we know that even the smallest credit union can afford what we're doing because we, we, we realize that, you know, credit unions, when you look at the spectrum of who they are, I mean, you have the, you know, the big ones out there, but then you also have, you know, the average credit union, which is really 500 million in assets. And, you know, they're probably only originating you know, mm-hmm. 10 loans a month. And we've set our price point to allow access for every credit union out there so they can receive the benefits of our education that we put out. So talk about this issue, and I see this quite often, is that what is the responsibility from the standpoint, the lender or the employee, certainly in mortgage banking, independent mortgage banking firms are very much saying, hey, employee, it's your responsibility. Talk about how you see that working in your world. You know, part of it is on the individual. You know, if, if you look at a, a traditional non-bank lender, and continued education requirement may often be put on the individual, right? Mm-hmm. But but as a whole, you know, fundamentally, you know, if we you know look at you know, okay, well, how to originate, you know, at loan officer school 101 or process or underwriting school 101, or really that that's in my opinion that that really is the institution's responsibility to make sure, hey, that the people that we bring on know how to originate, know how to process, know how to underwrite based off our standards, based off our requirements. We have to invest in that. Yeah, I mean, we, we can send them to like a processing boot camp, you know, all day long. But ultimately, and, and if that's our stance, if that's our philosophy to utilize a, a processing boot camp, you know, external processing boot camp, you know, that's fine. You know, at least we have some consistency on, on what we are doing. Our people being tra- are being trained the same exact way. But and that's a good thing. You know, that that's the right way. If you don't have the funds to have an internal training department, 
that can train your processors. And again, as an example, you know, it's, it's really finding that consistent training, training program it is really on the responsibility of, of the institution. In my opinion, it's, we mm-hmm. have to train our people. And not only that, the easiest way to bring new people into our industry, which, which seems to be, you know, a topic that, that is be, has, has been discussed for the past, what, five, 10 years and still current. And we're going to continue to discuss it. You know, how do we bring new people in? If you want to bring new people in, you got to train them yourself. You, you really do. You got to grow them. You have to, to help them pretty much help them fish, teach them how to fish. Yes, that's a, well, it's another one of my favorite topics, certainly bringing new people in and making the investment in them. It's always troubling, especially now we're in a more difficult market. And so it's always interesting to me that lenders seem to be always surprised when the market turns, but that seems to be our world. As you know, Peter, is <laughs> that when it turns, it turns pretty abruptly. But talk about, I guess, this issue of customer experience. And this is the thing that I think is the key about training is that if you really truly believe your customer experience matters, it does seem as if then you should make that investment in training because how are you going to deliver a excellent customer experience? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, that's good, a good one. You know, one of my mentors once taught me that, you know, you need to focus on two things before you focus on, before you focus on volume and you focus on compliance and quality first. And if you do that, and this was, this was as I was starting to step out on my own as a leader and starting to head my own mortgage divisions, you know, that my mentor told me this and it, it ranks true for me because as I focus on those two things of, you know, compliance and quality, I was like, well, what does that really mean? You know, yeah, quality compliance, you know, compliance, I think is pretty self-explanatory. You have to you know, operate within you know, the, mm-hmm. the eyes of the law. Right. But quality, if you sit down and think about it, a loan that is of good quality, is is more likely to fly through the process faster and smoother without hiccups, right? Okay, well, how do you get a loan of good quality? Well, you you train your people properly. You you, you teach them what they need to do in order to move a loan forward in the process. You teach them what to say, how to say it, what to do when they run into a certain problem. And, and, and by doing that, you know, you're you're providing a a a linear process. And I'm kind of going to break it down and and simplify and say, you're going to make a linear process for that, that individual loan. Well, okay. Well, if it's a smooth process and you go from point A to point B rapidly and point A being application, point B being closing, that is a great customer experience, right? That, Mm -hmm. that is what you want. You, you, the last thing everyone, you know, I I hear, I used to hear it all the time from loan officers. Well, an underwriter is asking for this, you know, that it shouldn't be required, right? It's always that, that dance between loan officers, processors, and underwriters, right? Well, you shouldn't be asking for this. I, I didn't set the expectation up front with the, with the borrower. Well, you know, that's where training comes into play. That, that's where if we're able to create that, 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 that seamless process through training, you're going to have a better customer experience. It, that, it's just common sense, in my opinion. Well, it's a good point, and I, I certainly hope that leaders really recognize it, because I think there's a lot of talk about the customer experience, but then there's not really the investment to deliver that experience, and it is an issue of making the investment in an employee. Talk about career path and how that works with development. I think that's an issue that really is not talked enough about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean you know, part of it is on the individual, right? Sure. You know, it, it's... 
I, I, I've had, I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation with, you know, processors and underwriters and you know, it's always, you know, the joking conversation. Well, what do you want to do when you grow up? Right. It, it's, you know, but, and oftentimes they're like, well, I don't really know, but some people say, you know, a processor wants to be either a loan officer or, or an underwriter, right? Underwriters may, you know, typically just want to go into management or, or really just be underwriters, you know, for the rest of their career, which, which is fine. But I think we need to have the conversation early with people to figure out, okay, well, what do you want to do again when you grow up and then provide them the tools to be successful as, you know, as leaders, as managers, you know, within, within the industry, fundamentally part of your job is to provide your people with the tools to be successful. And if they, if you have a processor or even a file setup person and they say to you, Hey, I want to be an underwriter when I grow up. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let me provide you the tools to be successful. Let me support you on that journey. Let me roadmap it out for you. You know, if you, if, you know, file setup, you know, Joe, the file setup guy, you know, if, if you want to be an underwriter, let's, okay, let's get you to become a processor. Let's train you how to be a processor. Okay. Let, let's, let's teach you how to be a junior underwriter. Okay. Now, junior underwriter, let me teach you how to be, you know, an underwriter that is establishing, you know, decisions rather than maybe perhaps just clearing conditions. Yeah, I, th I agree with you 100% that I think going forward, you know, there's always been lots of talk about a career path, but I do think as we're looking at a change in demographics and all of those types of things that are coming into play, that we're going to have to deliver a career path more so than ever. And just from the standpoint of taking someone and moving them along, I do think lenders really need to address that for sure. Well, time has flown really quickly. We only have a couple minutes left, Peter. What would be some of the takeaways that we, you would like our listeners to have today? There's plenty of resources out there that provide very good training resources or, uh, or reference material for your staff, I would say leverage them. It's look at any of the MI companies. You know, they, there's more than enough training content on their websites. Even if you can't afford to send someone to, for example, an Acumen conference, but again, you know, we, we price it to the point where it's very affordable. It, even if you can't send them to a, a conference or an actual training, a, a professional style training, like a processor bootcamp, leverage the resources that are out there. And a lot of them are free. I mean, that, that, I think that is, I think that that's the biggest takeaway is that just because business is down doesn't mean we can let training go by the wayside. We, we, we have to continue to allow our people to grow. Otherwise, when business does pick up, we're, we're, we're going to be suffering. Well, I think that's a terrific point for sure. And I just want to thank you for sharing all of your wisdom today. And I want to thank everyone for listening. I certainly appreciate you spending time with us. Thanks so much, Peter. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at pshirlock at qfsconsulting.com.